Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam, and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome in. We are back. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast coming to you live from the new Chicago end of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast studios. I have moved, so sorry for the absence last week. Back as always with Matt Verderam. I'm Patrick Allen. Verderam. You're having a little bit of a rough, uh, rough time. We got some, got some dental things going on right now. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I love my mother, but I definitely get a little bit of a soft tooth thing from my mother, and so I've got a, I think a cavity. Um, my tooth doesn't even hurt, but I was looking at it, and you know, I was like, I have a hole in my, in the back of my tooth. I, I noticed it because of, well, long story short, basically I just noticed yesterday while I was eating, and. Uh, yeah, I have like this. I'm pretty sure just a small cavity. It's got to be the first cavity I've had in God, at least ten years. I would say. I mean, I, I had them when I was a. I had a few when I was a kid, but I haven't had many since. And um, yeah, I go on vacation tomorrow, so luckily I was able to get myself into a dentist for right after this podcast. Uh, I'm sure, as every experience is with the dentist, they're going to tell me, "Listen, we've got a crown like 25 teeth," and. Uh, That'll be fun as I fight them to the death to just basically fix this one cavity and leave the rest of my face alone. But uh, yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, you got to be careful. You, you can't go to those sort of like Mick dentist places because they're always like, oh man, you got 18 cavities in here. You know, like how many teeth do you have? You have four more cavities than that. It's absolutely yeah. insane. Like I went to one of those places once and they were like, this was years ago. I'm talking, I was in my 20s. 
And they were like, yeah, man, you've got, you know, we need to fill like 12 cavities. And I was like, oh my God, you know? And then I go like, of course I didn't do anything about it because I didn't have any money or probably health insurance. Um, but then I go to the dentist a few years later, you know, and it's this, um, this guy, I forget his name, but he, he was an older guy in Brooklyn. And I, you know, he comes in to see me and he goes, welcome to my family. And he's looking at my chart and he's like, your teeth are great. You're fine. And then he just like walked out and I was like, those bastards, those bastards. Like, you know, and I, I, I haven't, I haven't had any, I've, well, I've had, I've had a couple cavities filled since then, but I'm 38. I've had like two cavities filled and my teeth are crowded. Like I, you know, I have to really like, I'm like a mouthwash fluoride floss twice a day kind of guy. Cause if I don't, you know, they're a lot harder to keep clean. Um, yeah. Nightmare, yeah, nightmare going to the dentist. It's always a thing. I feel like, like, look, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I go through stages in my life where like I floss every day and then I don't floss as much as I should. And like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mixed bag with that stuff. But, you know, I've always had dentists that are like kind of mom and pop dentists who I've, I've had, you know, good success with. But in Rockford, unfortunately, like the only dentist that's covered under our current insurance is like this company that is a conglomerate. And so I went in there the first time and they literally were like, you need five crowns. And I was like, there is no way on God's green earth. I need five crowns. Like I, I, I'm like, all I'm here for is a cleaning. They're like, no, like your gums are awful. All your teeth are going to fall out. I was like, well, listen, if that's the case, then just, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll just get all new teeth like 20 years from now. And then went to another dentist and they're like, your gums are like a little inflamed. They're fine. It just, it's just <laughs> awesome. You get it's get the wooden teeth, George Washington like, style. Like, look, I mean, I'm I'm not a dentist. I don't pretend to be, but at the same point, like, I know my own teeth, and I know the way my gums look. Like, I don't. I'm not saying they're perfect, but my teeth are pretty good by and large. But in this case, I do have a, a small little cavity. It's on the back tooth. You know, we're always chewing, so I'm like, I better get that taken care of. And it doesn't hurt right now. Thankfully, I'm lucky. It doesn't hurt at all. But it, you know, it's it could hurt it could get infected and i'm not looking to deal with that when i'm in new york for three weeks so um yeah right after this going to going to get a filling and i'm sure be told literally you listen you're going to need 30 implants and a bridge and uh oh by the way you know we we do botox here would you like botox would you would you like us to inject your face 37 times so it'd be good it'd be good i'm looking (laughs) forward to it very exciting. All right. Well, let's get to the big news that yeah. happened in the Chiefs Kingdom this week. Matt and Sterling talked about it on their show earlier in the week. Hilarious conversation, by the way. If you haven't listened to it yet, you need to, to check it out. Um, our, our boy, Frank the Shark Clark, was arrested in L.A. Uh, this broke on TMZ, as as salacious things tend to do. And he was arrested. Um, he's released, been released on bond. He was pulled over for a vehicle code violation in Los Angeles, at which time officers noticed an Uzi firearm sticking out of a duffel bag in the vehicle per the LAPD. It is a felony charge. As you know, the states in our great nation, they all have different laws when it comes to, to firearms. New York, particularly tough on firearms. California as well. Other states... Not so much. You can walk into school with a, you know, AK-47 and nobody cares. Uh, so this is, you know, this is one of those weird situations, right? I mean, Frank Clark, like, first of all, what are you doing? Like, it's just, it's, you know, why do you have an Uzi? What do you have an Uzi for? Can we just start with that? Like, 
whether or not, whatever you think about the gun laws, I think it's like the whole thing's a little ridiculous. He didn't hurt anybody, he didn't do anything, but, but he's not supposed to have it. He has it in the state. And why does he have an Uzi? It's a good question. It's a good, by the way, for anyone who's just unaware, it's a submachine gun. So, um, it's not a pistol. I, I don't know. Look, now there's, through his attorney, which I believe was first reported by Alex Gold, who's actually a, a good friend and, and someone who works over at 610 Radio um, in KC, my understanding from his report was that that Frank Clark is, is or I, I shouldn't say Frank Clark, that Frank's Clark, Frank Clark's lawyer is saying that it, the gun does not belong to Frank Clark. It belongs to a security detail. I don't know. And And by the way, that that's plausible, fine. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I mean, the facts are going to come out here as time goes on. Um, this is, according to the Kansas City Star, his second gun-related arrest since the beginning of March. So, not great. Now, look, I, I've done a, a little bit of digging on this as far as just possible ramifications it could have with Kansas City. My understanding is the Chiefs are not going to be looking to go after his contract, they're not going to be able to avoid money. Um, you know, they're not going to go out and look for veteran edge help just, you know, to, to deal with what could maybe be a suspension. Um, I don't know that he's even going to be suspended. He might be, he may not. The NFL is weird to that kind of stuff. I and mean, let's not forget a couple of years ago with everything that was going on with Tyree Kill when he was accused of injuring his son. And I think everybody thought he was going to get, have a pretty hefty suspension considering his history. And he didn't get suspended for a second. So I, you know, and, and that was um, more serious in terms of the allegation than what Frank Clark's looking at. So I, I don't know. I, I would I be shocked if he got suspended for a game or two? No. Would I be shocked if he doesn't even get fined? No. So yeah, it's a weird situation. But what well, it's one of these things too. Spot. What the NFL likes to right like if. You know, if there's like a, a smoking gun type of thing, right? Like with the with the Ray Rice, I'm not comparing these two things at all, but I'm just saying with the Ray Rice video, right? Right. This video. video comes out. You don't need to wait for the video. yeah. You don't need to wait for the legal process to take action. In this case, all they know is he got arrested. They don't know anything about it. And so, a lot of times in these situations, and we were talking about like would the Chiefs cut him? You know, that was getting floated around on Twitter. And there's no reason for the Chiefs. You know, they could, yes, they could go after his contract if they wanted to, but I think Frank Clark is more who are they going to sign with, even if they got a bunch of money back, right? Like, he's more valuable to them right now from a football standpoint if he can play this season. And oftentimes, these legal things take a while to work their way through the court system. And so, the NFL sometimes takes the stance like, we're going to let the legal process play out. We don't know anything. We'll investigate, so on and so forth. The man can continue to work until a jury or judge has, has ruled on the situation. And in, in this particular case with Frank Clark, you know, you could see them, he's in a contract year, right? So, um, is that, that's correct, isn't it? Well, he's got, he's got sort this of? year and two more, but essentially it's a contract year because cause they can cut him right? guaranteed money's pretty much up. So yeah, if he doesn't play well this year, yeah, it's a contract year. Right. Yeah. And so the chiefs, you're looking at the chiefs and they can be like, Hey, let's, you know, Let's let trot him out there. We'll play him. If he doesn't get suspended this season, which he may not. It may not be decided this year. We're already in June, right? right? The legal. We all know the legal process moves very swiftly in this country. Um, so 
who knows what's going to happen. Charges could be dropped. There's a lot going on. You know, he says it's not his. Isn't that, that's funny too. That's always the, that's always, it's not mine. You know, you get caught with weed in the car. I don't know whose that is. That's not (laughs) mine, right? Um, You know, look, obviously maybe the guy likes guns. There's nothing wrong with that. Are we going to start calling him Uzi now? Is that his new nickname? I, I mean, I don't know that he would love that nickname. I think, I think <laughs> probably like to get away from this as fast as possible. Like, you know what? It again, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different outcomes that, that, yeah. that are possible. Um, you know, look, I, I and and for the record, look, I I don't think unless there's something we just don't know about, I don't think even if he got suspended, it would be some long suspension. Like, I think it would be something minimal. But which is why I, I don't think you know from talking to people around the situation, I don't think they're overly concerned. Um, but yeah, listen, you know, you got to exercise better judgment. Um, you, you, I don't care if it's your gun, somebody else, it's your car, it's your car, man. You're driving. Yeah, and yeah. It's not, my, my, my God, it's not, it's not a little six shooter. It's an Uzi. I like, accidentally like, forgot man, this Uzi was in my it. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you, you have to, even if it turns out that that's a hundred percent the case and it wasn't his gun. Okay, fine. It's still your car. It's your responsibility. Right, like, right. At some point, you need to be willing to stand up and say, "Look, it's 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 my responsibility. I'm driving the vehicle. I took off in the car. You you've got a. He was in a Lamborghini SUV, which is another thing I didn't even know existed. Yeah, you need Matt Sterling talking about. Look, this is just the reality of life. If you're Frank Clark and you're driving around in a Lambo SUV, you have to know that some attention is going to be drawn to you, like. Make sure you're on your P's and Q's. Like, right? Like, make make sure that you don't have an Uzi in the car. Make sure like, <laughs> like, these are things like you just you have to be aware of. And so, whether or not it's his gun, is not his gun, whatever. I don't even I don't really care because, like you said, it wasn't as though he was using the weapon. I'm not I'm not concerned. Like, my bigger thing is use better judgment. It still, though, however, does not even approach. The best Kansas City Chiefs involved traffic stop of all time, which was the Dwayne Bow Sonic uh, extravaganza, which remains, <laughs> which remains. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. It is, it is one of the uh, the all timers. Don't forget about Ryan Merritt. Remember him? Seventh round tight end they took, and he he got he got arrested over the summer, found with weed in his car, and he tried to eat it, and they made him spit it out, and then he said all this for a little bit of weed. That was the famous, uh, which frankly. We made fun of Ryan Merritt for that back then. You know, everybody, oh, this for a little bit of weed, you're a knucklehead. And like, look, you're in the NFL. The rules are the rules. Whether or not you think, you know, you should be able to be driving around with a little bit of weed in this country, which you should. Um, you know, that this is a ridiculous thing. You got to keep your head on your shoulders. You've got a job. Um, but, I mean, hilarious. Hilarious story. He never heard from again. Probably wasn't going to make the team anyway, which is so, saying something definitely. back then. Because if you couldn't, I, you and me could have made at least the third preseason game uh, back then. Um, so here's what our legal correspondent on Arrowhead Addict, Ellen Mathis, she's fantastic whenever these things pop up. And unfortunately, they do quite often. She provides really fantastic, uh, you know, le- the legal view of these types of things. Um, so she says, uh, 
Clark will have to eventually appear and enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. He may, like he did on his 2014 charges, strike a deal with the prosecution and plead to a lesser offense in order to avoid jail time or to avoid having a felony on his record. Ultimately, this will be a discussion between Clark and his attorney while they negotiate with the prosecutor. Clark was specifically charged with possession of a concealed firearm in a vehicle, a violation of California law. The code indicates that there could be jail time or a fine and or a fine. Regardless of the timeline for criminal charges is pretty fluid at this point. We don't know much. And unfortunately, this is likely to remain a case for a while. What does this mean for Clark's status as we head into the 2021 season? I doubt there will be much impact on his playing status. Players have been picked up with weapons in the past and have not faced suspension. So great, great insight from Ellen. This is why you should not just listen to our podcast. We should actually get her on for uh, for some of this stuff as well. But read Arrowhead Addict every day as well. Matt Connor's done a great job putting the team together there. As far as Frank's future with the team in this sort of thing, do, do you feel like it hurts him? Right? Like, I think we, we already discussed this. We agree he's not going to, they're not gonna, probably going to cut him or do anything rash. They're going to try to win the Super Bowl this season with him if they can. But as far as re sign, I don't think any of us really thought Frank Clark was going to get re signed. They just don't have the money probably for him anymore with Mahomes' contract going up and all those things. But if he went ballistic this season, knowing it's sort of a contract year, you know, would that have affected what? Do you think that? this will impact whether or not they keep him, even if he comes in and he gets a, a ton of sacks. No, I don't think this will affect it. Um, because this is a bottom line business. And the Chiefs, I got to word this correctly, um, the Chiefs want to win. Like, in the end, if Frank Clark helps them win, they don't care that he got arrested twice on gun charges. They They don't. Uh, they won't say that. They'll say, yeah, we're concerned. They're not. And they're not alone. No team is. Now, you start getting into domestic disputes and things where someone's injuring another person, that's different. This kind of stuff, they don't care. They don't care. And and I got to be honest with you. In my opinion, they shouldn't care. It, now, it, now, if it crosses the line into him hurting somebody, okay? Now, like for an example, what... Andy Reid's son, Britt Reid, who is the former Chiefs assistant coach, what he's to have alleged to have done, okay, which has not been proven out yet, but allegedly was behind the wheel, intoxicated, hit a family, and now there's a five-year-old girl who's working her way back to normalcy. Hopefully she gets there one day. Look, that's a, that's a totally different deal. Like, that is immediately like you got to go now. With stuff like what's going on, Frank Clark, or if a guy gets caught with some pot or whatever, that's stuff to me. Look, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter as much. Now, Clark, after this season, he has cap hits of 26.3 million and 27.8 million. If they were to cut Frank Clark before next season, the Chiefs would save $13.4 million. If they cut him as a post June, First cap hit, they save. And I'm doing the quick math in my head. They'd save close to 20 million. Um, and then the following year, they they would save just no, no June one, just a regular cut. They'd save uh, 21 and a half million. Frank Clark is not seeing the last year of that contract. For him to see next year, he is going to have to play very, very well. Now, there is a reasonable chance he sees next year because his, ca- his dead cap is $13 million. 
So the Chiefs might just say, hey, look, we're not going to do anything. Now, if he goes out and has just an unbelievably, like, let's just say there's a world where he has 16 sacks and he's an all-pro. Then you start thinking about, okay, well, would they maybe just extend him and lower those cap hits and spread him out? I don't think so. He's 28 years old. I, I, I tend to think this is the last year of Frank Clark in Kansas City. I, I don't think it's impossible he's here for one more season, but he's going to have to do a lot more than he's done the first couple of seasons. He is going to have to be playoff Frank Clark all year this year. And if he's not that, like if he has nine sacks, he's not getting, they're not going to pay $26.3 million next year for Frank Clark to go out and have nine sacks. They're not going to do that. They'll go out and sign somebody for a third of that price that can get. And they might have been able to get that kind of production from Justin Houston. He's getting he's getting up there, you know. But if you're you're I've, like if you're getting nine sacks, seven sacks. Like this guy comes in part time. Yeah, I don't get why. I don't. I don't. It's one thing with the Chiefs this offseason. I don't understand. And I know they're moving Jones out to defensive end and all this stuff. I don't understand why Houston has not been a bigger priority or Ingram or whoever you want to. If you don't like Justin Houston, why Melvin Ingram? Fine, one of them. And my understanding is that they just. They they love to draw and read signing, which so do I. But essentially, look that they feel like now they can kick Jones outside. And you know, I remember when they signed Jaron Reed doing a little poke around, and my understanding was that that lessened their urgency to sign an edge rusher, which I'll be honest, I disagree with. I, I don't agree with that. I, I, I don't think and not because I don't think Reed's a good pass rusher, he is, but they still have cap space. Like if I were the Chiefs, I would have said, All right, look. Let, let's go and get Melvin Ingram or Justin Houston, um, especially now, by the way. I think at the time, maybe Ingram's asking price could have been a little high. Um, you know, fair enough. Is it really high now? Is it really that high now? now? They have $8 million in cap space, which is about middle of the, middle of the pack NFL-wise. You know, there are some teams that have 20, 30 million in cap space, and there are some teams like Tampa that have a million. Um, the Chiefs could create a hell of a lot more cap space by extending Tyron Matthew, which I will tell you, um, I've been I've been digging as much as possible on that. It is crickets around that. Now you might say well, that's not good. My experience covering this league, when there's crickets and no one's willing to say anything, that's usually a sign that things are moving in the right direction. That's. In my experience, when when things aren't good, that's when the team says something behind closed doors or the agent says something. They start trying to kind of paint the other one in a little bit of a like, hey, we're doing our part. They're not doing their part. When you hear nothing out of anybody, and by the way, apparently I'm not the only one hearing nothing because nothing's being reported on this at all. That usually is a sign, an indication that things are, you know, nobody wants to screw it up. Let's let's put it that way. Right, and you don't have the agent out there trying to turn up the heat on the team where, you know, this is an incredibly popular player, the most popular player on the defense, one of the most popular players on the team, the fans getting all up in arms, and we know they love Tyron Matthew. We we know that they know how big of a leader he is for this defense, which is still just an average defense at its best right now, right? Who knows what it's going to be this year? Got some good young players. It's very exciting, um, but we'll see. And the Chiefs, there's no reason for them to rush through anything right now they they hold all the cards you know they'll get they've got plenty of time to get these deals done all right moving on from frank the shark mr uzi uh, <laughs> i hope he doesn't take offense to that and come looking for me because that would not end well for me um i want to touch on 
another knucklehead, Le'Veon Bell. We didn't get a chance to talk about this guy coming out, joining the Steven Nelson fan club or the, the anti-Andy Reid fan club, which is uh, Sterling and, and Matt Connor were talking about this. I think it's just two guys. It's Steven Nelson and, and Le'Veon Bell. They got a group chat and where they complain about Andy Reid because they're the only two people in the league. What, what's this guy's deal? What's he, what's he, he say? He really like, he alluded to like Andy Reid said something to me. Like the only thing that I could think that and I've never met Andy Reid, but I've, I've read a lot about him. The only thing that I could think that Andy Reid would say to that guy that would piss him off so much that, that I believe that Andy Reid would actually say to him would be, you're not good enough. You don't know the plays. So we're not playing you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like just being straight with him. What, what is he talking about? I, I don't get it. Like I can't believe Andy Reid said something to him that was like heinously offensive because Andy Reid's about the most beloved players coach there is in the NFL. I have a really hard time thinking that Andy Reid said something that was inappropriate to him. Um, that, that that you know was was something that was way out of line. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Andy just wasn't blunt with him. Basically, told him he can't play. I mean, I, I mean that's kind of where I fall on this. Like, if Andy said anything to him, my guess is he probably just said, "Look, Le'Veon, it's over." I mean, it's just you're not going to be a guy who's going to get a big workload. But my problem with Bell with this is, like, he's fine to say whatever he wants. But if you got a beef, then say it. And if you don't have a beef, then shut up about it. But either way, like, like if you if, if Andy reads some horrible thing to you that you're you're all over him about, then say it. Then come right out with it, because all this vagueness is helping nobody. So I. I don't know. I, you know, I, I find it weird. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, really buy into the fact that Andy did anything you know, wrong, quote unquote. Um, and for Bell, maybe it's just a frustration thing. I mean, maybe it's just look. I was just all pro, great player in Pittsburgh. I went to the Jets, got a big contract. That was a disaster, really, from the second he signed there. Then he goes to the Chiefs. He doesn't play. And maybe he's just frustrated they just didn't play that much. But, you know, we talked about it when they signed him. I mean, he was a guy who was coming in there for backup purposes. He was not going to ever go in there and be the starting running back. That was not why he was there. So, look, I, I get I get being frustrated. But if you've got a beef, then, then lay it out there. And if you don't and you're just upset because you didn't get to play that much, say that. That's fine. Say, look, I don't think they, they played me the way they should have played. That's fine. You can say that. I don't agree with him, but you can say that. But don't don't come after somebody's character and then not back it up. You know, if you're going to go that far, then go the distance. Yeah, and then he did kind of like a half-ass backpedal on social media, and I'm sure his agent was like, "Dude, you're still trying to get a job. Why are you going after Andy Reid? Like, this is like the third time you've complained about the coach that you played for. At a certain point, people are going to start pointing the finger at you. Bad news for Le'Veon. So, listen, Chiefs Kingdom." I'd love to spend a lot more time talking about Le'Veon Bell, talking about Frank Clark. I had some stuff about Travis Kelsey I wanted to talk about. But as you all know, I just moved into a new house. Vergram here, he's got a busted tooth. He's got to go to, he's got to, go to the mat today with the dentist. And then he's going on vacation. So we're going to have to cut this one a little short because I got, I got the map here on my phone from Ashley Furniture. And this guy, he's coming. He's almost here. Nice. So... Rather than interrupt the podcast, do all that. We're going to cut it a little short this week. That's okay. Vergeram, when are you going to be back? Uh, you're on your own for the next two podcasts. 
Next two podcasts. All right. I'll and see I'll, what I can I do. We'll bring in some special guest stars uh, or something. <laughs> Assuming all my uh, teeth haven't fallen out, I'm Gumby at that point. Yeah, look, and, and, yeah. and uh, I'll be back after two podcasts. I'll, I'll, I'm Like I said, I'm headed out tomorrow. I think, I think I'm back like July 14th, something like that. So this is always like the big vacation I take, so I don't take any time during the season. Right. And then uh, I'm back and... We're by the time I come back, we'll we'll be less than two weeks from camp. I think actually yeah. it might be exactly two weeks. July twenty eighth is Chief's first day of training camp. It's going to be about time to uh, to strap up. So make sure you guys get in camp shape. Verderam's going to expect you to be uh, doing some suicides. Uh, wait, that's a basketball thing, isn't it? I never uh, that's, played. That's football. an all sports thing. All sports. Everybody's suicides. Which, by the What's way, you? we can call it this easily the worst uh, of of the suicides. If you've ever played hockey. That's the worst. It's not even uh, like I. Yeah. I'll argue with anybody. I we used to do them in football, but in hockey, blue line back, red line back, far blue line back, all the way down and back. And <laughs> when you got to stop and get going again, stop. Brutal, brutal. All right, there's a big ass truck in front of my house. Gonna get the new, uh, get the new couch, leather recliner. Very excited. Thank you guys so much for your support of this podcast. Like us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review. Uh, as always, we, we love you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And as always, go Chiefs. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.